You're listening to CFRC 101.9 FM here in Kingston, and welcome to Screening in Kingston. And the Oscar nominations are out. Big news. And we're going to break it down. Can I tell you, I was so busy at work today, don't really know, aside from it being very white. What the nominations are? Yeah. Yeah, I, uh, well, then then I'll break it down for you. Yeah, it'll be exciting. It'll be really exciting, and we're going to do that. Um, Yes, I I saw the clickbait articles already. Yeah, like, oh, Greta got snubbed. (laughs) It wasn't a snub. Um, We'll talk about what, what we think are actual snubs. But yes, there was definitely in the acting categories, once again, primarily white. Um, and I mean, and no J Lo, no, no J Lo, which did surprise me after the buzz of of Hustlers, and no Aquafina nominated, which That's again, I was right. a little surprised just because of the Golden Globes win, like that often will spirit. Yeah. It was the same with Taron Edgerton, who yeah. also was not nominated. <gasps> we'll get to that, um, but yeah, I, yeah, I again, like I mean, I don't know. Can you call a white actor a, a snub i can like i think he was snubbed he was a great performance regard, yes. yeah it was a great performance that we now is not going to be recognized um but yeah aquafina was a big surprise i was surprised about um good old j-lo j- well just considering the win and the buzz and the things you were talking about like i just thought oh well she'll probably get nominated for I best think supporting she deserved but... a nomination but what do i know because Considering last year's results for my pool, yeah. what do I know? Which we will be opening up uh, that again this year. We will be doing another Oscars pool. Now we're not going to open up yet. I'm going to do it like the you know like I did last year, four, three, four weeks. Give time. Yeah. Give people time to see the yeah, movies. Yeah. Yeah. And... So we won't open it up probably till I don't know like first week of February yeah. or something, and then that still gives people a couple weeks to enter. But we will be doing our Oscars pool again because I I love doing that. I think that's kind of a what fun thing every year. What day is the Oscars? I believe it's on Sunday the like, March first. No, um, I don't know if it's, it is March. 1st. I thought it was the last Sunday of February, but I know it is some. It might be March first because it's somewhere close to there. It's usually the day before the NHL trade deadline. It's got later. in for that screening room Oscar party, and I think I'm going to be out of town picking up a puppy. Oh, there you go. Well, picking up a puppy. That's kind well, of we'll a cool see. thing. We'll see. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's right near the end of February, early March. I forgot yeah. to check the date, but uh, yeah, it's still still a ways away. I'm sure the article you use, I'm sure that you're on the official website. It doesn't tell you what the day is. Oh, I'm sure the... I could find it. Um and no host again. I heard no that. host again. Yeah, which is which is interesting to me. Um, I have mixed feelings on that. They clearly thought it was a success, or they're just you know they're so adverse to controversy. They just yes. it's the lesser yeah. of two. Evils. I mean, I will say I I felt the Oscars were fine without a host, but but again, I also thought I don't think the host was the problem with the Golden Globes. Or anything yeah. else. I don't think the host has been ever the issue, unless there's a controversy, obviously. Um, it, you know, James Franco. Yeah. James yeah. Franco and Anne Hathaway. <laughs> Anne Hathaway. Yeah. The year. I, I, but I think there, there's lots of people they could have picked to host, and I don't know why they're going without it. Maybe Alan just DeGeneres stay with again. Yeah, Ellen DeGeneres would have been a great host. She just won the the award for um, uh, from the Golden Globes. The Comedy Award? No, the uh, it's not the Cecil B. DeMille, but the other one. Um based on a famous actress. I hate that I can't remember that name right now. But anyway, she just won a big award. 
was it the Carol Burnett Award? Is that what it is? I feel like it is because I think it is. Yeah, I think that's it. Yeah, the Carol Burnett Award. Yes, she just won that. So that would have been kind of a cool thing. Like, we're honoring Ellen. Let's give her but another again, chance as, to host. She was very good the first time. As we know, Whoopi Hollywood Goldberg. doesn't ask our opinions. Neil and Patrick they Harris. Did, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> I'm literally naming on. all the good hosts. Like, I can keep going, but, you know. Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal was great. Steve Martin yeah. did a great job. Um, I don't, you know, whatever. Oprah. Throw Oprah up there. Why not? Not doing her show anymore, right? She's got time. <laughs> not doing anything. She's What's got Oprah an open doing? calendar. A, yeah, she's an empire. Um, we're going to kick things off with two fan questions, both of which were re- direct responses to things we talked about last week. Great. So this is continuing. Uh, Tyler did answer my challenge, and Nicole uh, responded to our question. What she thought of her smile? Yes. <laughs> so Nicole says... Happy New Year, Taylor and Mike. I hope the Oscar nominations haven't gotten you too shook up. Cough, cough, Todd Phillips and double Scardro noms. We'll get there. Um, also, to answer the question, rehearse Mel, I enjoyed the first two acts, but not so hot on the second acts. Yeah. But I definitely did not hate it as much as you two did. So it looks like she's mixed <laughs> on it, which is yeah. interesting. Kind of mixed, mixed in between a Tyler and a Mike somewhere. Yeah. She's in there. Um, Higher than a Taylor. Or yes. I guess she said. Lower than yeah, a Tyler. She, Yes, not quite not quite at Tyler's love of it, which we'll get to. Um, and then she continues to say, Bong Joe-ho's called out North American audiences in his Golden Globes acceptance speech for not watching slash recognizing enough international films. What are your thoughts? Are there any international films that you've seen that you've loved or hated recently? And that's from Nicole. I mean, I agree in the sense that um, it, the foreign films do not get the same amount of, of exposure. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of that is, is budget, unfortunately. It's not as though, I mean, audiences can't control what you market and how you market things. Audiences can just control what they go to. Yeah, what they consume. So, right? you know, but again, I, I'm one of those, I work in marketing. So it, I, I fully believe that the best marketing plan is going to do you no good if your product doesn't. Yeah. appeal to people yeah. so i do agree with what nicole's asking about you know what his comments were you know i think audiences have been less accepting i think they're more accepting now though and i can say that in the past two years i've seen more foreign language films than i have ever seen so yeah. i don't know if that's just because of the screening room or if that's because you know there's there's a little bit more of acceptance and i think there is a north american film culture that's becoming interested mm-hmm. in foreign language films First of all, I have to apologize to Nicole. She sent me that article like two weeks ago and said you should talk about this on the show. And you didn't do anything. And I didn't do it. But last, that's because last episode was just so you packed with stuff. Packed. We, we couldn't had so get to much it. to cover. Yeah. We didn't have time for headlines. No, there's no way. Otherwise, I would have included it in not a great plan. He had a funny quote. It was like. North Americans just need to get used to reading subtitles. Mm-hmm, or mm-hmm. He had, like, the jab was specifically about subtitles. And he's not wrong. I, I think that's him. one of the biggest barriers for a lot of North American audiences. They don't want to read. Yeah, they're lazy. Yeah, which, um, I, I mean, I, I am someone who's shifted on subtitles. In the, again, like, in the past couple of years, I, I noticed them less and they bother me less. So I think it's just about exposing yourself to more. Sorry, I got the yawns today. My apologies, guys. (laughs) Taylor's done. Um, I'm done, so it was a crazy Monday. Um, What Probably the foreign film that sticks most in my mind that I've watched recently, obviously Parasite, because that was Mm -hmm. literally the last one I've watched. Cold War last year, to me, was absolutely phenomenal. And it got a lot of buzz Mm -hmm. around the the Oscar season. Mm -hmm. Um, 
yeah, so I'll be honest, I don't watch nearly as much foreign film as I should or could. Um, I do try to make out, go out to the ones that I at least find interesting. I'm not, I don't want to say like snobby, but in a way I'm not, I'm not snobby where I instantly think, oh, a foreign movie has come to the screening room, so it must be amazing. Yeah. I'm only going to go to the movie if I find it interesting. It being a foreign film isn't a deterrent, mm-hmm. but sometimes the foreign films that make it to our market are a little bit well, they don't have the, too artsy. Uh, yeah, yeah. Because even like t- the people have classified like the, the farewells of foreign film which to me like which is and said people said that about crazy rich asians as well but they have a lot of hollywood influences but i think in terms of like what you're talking about is like you're kind of the deep cut ones that get brought yeah anything that i'm thinking anything that might be up for best foreign language film is probably more what he's talking about it's not the subject matter like i don't have any interest in seeing roma I'll it was be, quite good. I'll be, I'll be, a, I'll be the you know, unpopular opinion. <laughs> don't want to watch Roma. I, I will say like this year because I'm so Les Mis, which is from France, not the musical, right? But that the, was very the, confusing. Yes, but I, I watched it. It was quite good. Okay. So and it's I mean the musical was a mess, but but the the Les is Mis is based on the book. It's based on the book, oh, okay. but without music. Got it. Um, and it's it's the, it's up for an Oscar, and so is Pain and Glory, which I haven't seen yet, which is the one from Spain that Antonio, Antonio Best did. Yeah, Bendera. and he's he's up for awards as well. So he's a good actor. Um, I'm interested in seeing Pain and Glory, but if you're looking for like a suggestion or something I've seen recently, like I thought Les Mis was actually quite good huh. for not really liking the musical rendition is, of it. So it's interesting that the Golden Globes classified the uh, the farewell as a foreign film but it probably it has to do with you know the filmmaker picks the genre mm-hmm. they think they're best yes. going to have a contender in. and it also is percentage wise it all depends upon where things are filmed and who the producers that's are the, right? that would like be that's, my question because yeah. the movie was in chinese but it was also in english yeah and i think the producers though I believe we're Chinese. We're Chinese. So oh, I think okay. that that's where it, that's why people were saying with crazy rich Asians, why it's kind of like back and forth is because there were several Hollywood American, North American producers, but there were also several Got it. like Asian producers who, who work in both Hollywood Got it. and back home. So I think it's like, it can be up in the air, like really everything so is, is subjective. So is well nominated for an Oscar? No, it's not. Huh. Um, Parasite is, Obviously. but Parasite, um, I believe, we'll get to it, but I believe is nominated several times for different yeah. things, including Best Foreign, like International. They call it International Feature Film now. But uh, but of, of the five nominate, nominees, I've, I've seen two of them, and I really like Les Mis, so right. that is one that I've definitely seen. I don't know if I've seen a foreign language film I've necessarily hated recently, also probably because the volume is less... But I liked Roma. I liked Cold War. I liked The Farewell. I was able to catch up on on some of them, and and yeah, I've I've been pretty happy. No, I haven't hated any of them. Yeah. But again, we we get the cherry picked. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's the ones that have done well that they're bringing over to internet the yep. North American market because yep. they know it's going to do well. Nicole has a larger um, breadth of knowledge because she actively seeks out mm-hmm. foreign film and she goes to TIFF. So Nicole um, 
in my opinion, is exposed to more film than the average person. So Nicole probably would have an interesting take on foreign film. Well, there are two foreign films that uh, I remember from when I was younger. And I know there's one that my parents watch every year around Christmas. I think it's like... I think the the, tra- the English translation is, is like Christmas, but I think it's called like Je suis Noel or something. It's about I am Christmas. It's it's about like World War Two, okay. and I believe it's two different factions take decide to cease fire for Christmas, but it is foreign language. Right. Um, and Das Boot, the boat, German film, right. is another one that that uh, I don't know if Nicole's seen either of those, but I remember. Um, growing up, growing up and and no and yeah. watching them and and being able to enjoy them even if they're not necessarily um in English all the time mm-hmm. or at all um and I just watched that just we know well one two Christmases ago because my parents let me borrow it and it was actually quite good so that's that's another one that uh, that I liked as well moving on to uh Tyler who wrote quite a bit but this time it's not his fault because we did ask some things of him. Yes. And he gave we us gave a him list. Homework. So he, he did do his homework. So well done, Tyler. So Tyler says, Dear Mike and Taylor, the gauntlet has been thrown and I shall pick it up. I would agree with both of you that 2019 was a year of imperfect movies. There was a lot of films that managed to do one or two things very well, while everything else they attempted was kind of a mess, which yeah. I agree with. Yeah. Now he makes a really good point here. So fortunately for me, that is one of my favorite kind of movies. Big old <laughs> sinking ships that manage uh, that manage enough. Sorry, I'm losing my spot here. Sinking ships that manage enough imag- uh, imagery and imaginative filmmaking to plug the holes. If given the choice between cookie-cutter perfection and ambitious variety, I take the latter. And I feel that 2019 provided that for me, so I was pleased. So I will agree with him about that. Like it is, oh. There were a lot more swings taken Risks. this year, which which I like to see. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't... Original narrative yeah. film. But, you know, you're describing Cats. Yeah, it wasn't necessarily honest, an original, but it was a swing. I'm not as forgiving <laughs> so, when watching film. If it's... No. If... A director made a bad choice. The director made a bad choice. Mm-hmm. And I think, why as an audience should I have to? Yeah. And to me, the, the the things I point out are the things that I also wouldn't necessarily forgive. Like, I'm always willing to forgive some things. Yeah. To me, I still come in with a willing suspension of disbelief, even though it's not theater. It is still film. Mm-hmm. So I will believe a certain amount of things that are mm-hmm. given to me. But they have to establish rules, present those to me, and follow their own rules. Yeah. The continuity is important. And, yeah, I, I, glaring mistakes that sometimes happen, you know. Todd Phillips. Todd Phillips. <laughs> we'll get to Todd Phillips. So he continues, I've attached my personal top 10 movies of 2019 plus five honorable mentions for you to do with as you see fit. You'll note that her smell is on the list, sitting pretty at spot number four. Oh, I've had a lot of fun, Yeah, I've had a lot of fun over the year poking <laughs> the proverbial bear with my heartfelt yet melodramatic defense of her smell, including my playful use of the admittedly <laughs> yeah, masterpiece. Um, that said, I do honestly love the movie as a true example of immersive and innovative filmmaking. Now, I would argue that if, if for a better example of this type of filmmaking, he like Birdman is a better type. I thought about this just in, in use of, of score, right. in use of 
uh, camera work, in use of changing scenery and being immersive. I think Birdman is a better example than her smell. But anyway, I get kind of what he's saying. Um, he specifically uh, in how uh, it uses distortive sound and frantic camera movements to amplify the main character's personality to something that is felt rather than simply observed, which is, you know, again, a good point. Just didn't sit well with me. During film discourse, I often find myself saying the phrase, I don't want every movie to be like that, but I'm happy that there is a film like that. I don't want every movie to be like Her Smell or Us or Avengers Endgame or Parasite. Actually, I may want every movie to be like Parasite, (laughs) but I'm happy that there are movies like these that I get to enjoy every year. Thanks for the call to action, and here's to a coming year of movies (laughs) to bicker over. Sincerely, Tyler still hasn't seen Joker, Vance. (laughs) P.S. Yes to Picard. Uh, give me time and I will make it so. Um, okay, so his top 10 movies of 2019, this comes from Tyler, are number one, Parasite. Yep. Number two, A Marriage Story. Okay. Number three, 1917. Number four, Her Smell. Number five, Little Women. Six, Knives Out. Seven, Us. Eight, The Farewell. Nine, Avengers Endgame. And 10, The World Before Your Feet, which is I have not heard of that one. Um, that one might be a foreign one. Yeah, it's the only movie on or here I actually haven't heard of. Or is it the about walking the city? Maybe. It came to the screening room. Did it? Yeah. I think it's about walking Must around New York. One. Okay. Um, he did give five runner-ups, runner Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman, The Lighthouse, They Shall Not Grow Old, and Ad Astra. Um, so, yeah, I mean, uh, from his list, like, I, I didn't like Us as much as he did, but I think I liked it a little better than you liked it yeah um but the farewell was a great movie avengers endgame was great knives out i still haven't seen um but i'm gonna catch up on that one little women i did like um i'll get to my 1917 review here marriage story makes sense parasite i did catch up and, and see so again like i he's not too I far i would off. say as a retrospective for the year that's bang on whether yeah, or not it's pretty good. Yeah. i would agree with placing or if it would be mm-hmm. on my list i think in terms of a comprehensive list of the film that came out in 2019, yeah. he kind of hits all the marks. And I will say, for this year's Oscars that's different than others, I really find there are about six movies that dominate this year. Yeah. Normally in the Oscars, you get these random like, oh, well, these two movies are not best pictures, but they both are nominated for screenwriting. And then mm-hmm. two different ones are nominated for directing. And it's a little mixed bag. There are legitimately only six or seven movies that have most of the nominations and the random one-offs where you get like oh this really cool period piece costume still got design. costumes out. it's not really there it's the same movies over and over again we'll get to it and i think that that tyler and these 15 films have kind of captured yeah. most of those films the, the buzz movies but yeah. not just i'm i'm kind of surprised that he didn't include uncut gems but maybe he hasn't seen it yet yeah maybe he hasn't seen it because i think that would be a tyler movie Uncut Gems, yeah, which you are reviewing today. Yes, um, which also uh, had some interesting people have some interesting thoughts on it being snubbed from things, but we'll get there. Um, did Adam Sandler get a? He did not. He said he'd vowed that if he didn't get nominated, he was going to make a crappy movie next. <laughs> he did not get nominated. Um, we'll get there, but yeah, I, I kind of agree that I think Tyler's list is pretty good. Really, the like other than her smell, the only other ones that I might push off. My top 10 would be like Us was kind of an okay movie for me. I'm still looking to see Knives Out and the and I've seen The Farewell. It was great. Um, but Little Women, I can't disagree with that. I thought it was a very good film. The Farewell was great. Um, 
All right, we'll get to 1917, but I have positive things to say. So for the most part, I think we're, we're in the area. I, again, I like Ad Astra a lot better than everyone. It is in his honorable mentions, but I really like that movie. I don't know <laughs> what the I problem was If I had people. to tell someone like, oh, what did you – what what would you have missed in 2019? This would be the list yeah. that I would give them. Yeah, you know for what sure. I mean? like, no, it, I, it's got something of it. It's got a horror movie. Yeah. It's got foreign language film. It's got an action, the best action adventure of the year. It's got emotion. It's got mm-hmm. comedy. Like it's got a little bit of everything. Yeah, definitely. Great list, Tyler. We're going to post that on social media for cool. sure. As he said, we can do with as we please. And we so will. it's going on social so media. We'll, it so belongs we'll. to us now. <laughs> um, if you're looking to uh, contribute to the show, don't forget you can email us anytime at screeningandkingston at gmail.com or just find us on social media, comment on one of our posts, ask a question there, and we'll read it on air. And we may or may not answer your questions about the screening room, if the bathroom is yes, we, dirty. Yes, we cannot answer your screening room questions may which we often not. get may we'll or point may you not. in the right direction. yeah <laughs> we get that every once in a while um but anyway enough of that or i'll go on a rant um so yeah we've got uh, we've got two movies that we're going to review on today's show yeah. 1917 and uncut gems and we're also going to walk through the oscar nominations i think we'll do the movie reviews first and then we'll we'll put those into context with all the nominations yeah. um because you know we i think this is where we're really going to start every week trying to check movies off the list as mm-hmm. we get to these nominations. And and these are two of the movies that had quite a lot of buzz and, and other award considerations. So uh, it's kind of good that we're starting there. Do you want to start with Un- Uncut Gems? Sure. So I saw Uncut Gems this past weekend at the screening room, of course. Um, and I went with my fiancé, Dan, um, who did not enjoy it. <laughs> he did not enjoy <laughs> he it. He did not enjoy it. Um, but other people in the theater seemed to enjoy it. Um, it was a pretty packed house, mm-hmm. um, uh, Saturday night screening, which is always, um, which is always good, right? Like I always feel, I always feel my heart is full when I see that the screening room is full. Um, and it normally, you can normally tell what movie has got buzz depending on how many seats are filled. So, um, there was uh, two rows at the very front who laughed very boisterously throughout the film. I don't know if illegal, well, it's not illegal anymore. I don't know if some substances were to blame for that laughter because they laughed at parts that I wouldn't necessarily laugh at. It, is but... this that type of movie for people? See, is it just I because of Adam Sandler? don't know if they were almost treating it like a room experience. You know where they laugh, but like it's a it's a good movie. Yeah, I was about like, to ask, does the movie fit the bill of a room? No, like it was like their laughter to me was inappropriate. Like they were laughing as okay. if like, oh look, Adam Sandler's being serious, but it's like he did a good job. He was yeah, it was like actually, I don't yeah. like I don't know I so. Anyways, so I I enjoyed it. Dan doesn't really like dramas, and this is like a pretty straight drama. Like oh, there okay, are so pretty much a drama. There yeah. are um, times where there's comedy, um, and like I did like chuckle a couple times, but by and large it is a drama, and it is stressful to watch. Mm, interesting. So almost from start to finish, um, and I'm not gonna give anything away about the end of the movie, but from start to finish. You are anxious because the movie is about um, Howard, who's played by um, 
Adam Sandler. He's a jewelry store owner. He sells like high priced jewelry um, in New York. And you learn very quickly that he is in a lot of debt caused by gambling. So essentially every move he makes in the movie is trying to get a big payout in order to get ahead. But every move he makes ends up pretty much backfiring. Wow. So, so he gets caught in this web. Yes. Okay. And it's kind of like a vicious cycle. And you're rooting for him because he's sure. the main character. But like every you're like at the point where you're like, no, Howard, like, don't don't take that risk. Yeah, don't take don't, that yeah, risk. Yeah. But um, he always takes the risk. Um, so it is like it's a stressful movie to watch. I enjoyed it because it was a very immersive experience. I was very invested in Howard's story. I was invested in the characters. I thought it was in it. I thought it was an interesting story. Dan had to tell me that the basketball player in the movie is actually a real basketball player. Yes, I, I Kevin heard there Garnett. was. Yeah, Kevin Garnett. Yeah, Garnett. He plays himself. Okay. <laughs> um, and the footage they use from the basketball game when the the uh, Celtics won, mm-hmm. I think it was like 2012 or mm-hmm. 2011. It's like the actual footage of the game. Oh. Um, so like you're invested in these yeah. kind of larger than life characters. Um, the acting was very good and the casting was very good because aside from Adam Sandler and maybe if you're a basketball fan, the basketball player, The Weeknd makes a cameo. Aside from a couple characters, I, uh, the girl from Frozen, she plays... Elsa. Which one? Oh, Adina Menzel. Yeah, she plays Adam Sandler's wife. Mm. Aside from kind of the the recognizable people, everyone looks very normal, like as if you would see them in New York. Because sometimes right. when you when people cast movies, they still look like Brad Pitt doesn't look like a real human being. You know what I mean? Like right, he's right. beautiful. Angelina Jolie, beautiful. Whereas like everyone in the cast seems like. Yeah, like that would be You're very like realistic yeah. very much of it. Yeah, yeah. Um so Which probably makes it more of an immersive experience to have that, right? Like there's nothing to really take you out of the world. Like weird things happen, but you're like, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And like sometimes the dialogue seems larger than life, but in a way the characters are kind of large. It like it works is what I'm trying to say. Mm. Um would I watch the movie again? No, because like, Interesting. you know, it's not a movie that, in my opinion, I would watch yeah. more than once. It reminded me of um, Guy Ritchie's earlier movies like, um, uh, I forget the names of them, Lock, Stock, and oh, Two, Two Smoking, Smoking Barrels. Barrels. Yeah. There's another one, like those British crime movies sure. where it's kind of like everyday gangsters and they're always like, you know. Uh, plot upon plot and the dialogue is super quick and there's lots of swearing and there's lots of action and it's kind of oddball that's what this like whatever that genre of film however you would want to yeah, describe yeah. it like this is what it is everyday crime yeah i don't know yeah. um it was very much it reminded me very much of guy Ritchie's early british films um so if you like that genre you'd probably really enjoy this movie and you would maybe want to watch it frequently um same with i felt this i feel the same way about guy Ritchie's early movies like i saw them once you know i don't need to rewatch them but other people like my mom loves those movies and rewatches revisits them like every six months right yeah um yeah so dan didn't like it because it was a straight up drama 
Um, if you're going in to see Adam Sandler be Billy Madison, you're not going to get it. No. Um, do I prefer seeing Adam Sandler as Billy Madison? Yeah. Like, personally, that's my taste. Like, I like mm-hmm. I like Adam Sandler's comedies. But did he do a phenomenal job? Yes. Like, he is a very good actor when given the right material. That Like, he's a good comedian. For mm-hmm. people who say that he's not a good actor, he does great in Billy Madison because you know what you're getting, right? Yeah, it's a different type of acting, but too, too often our comedy is dismissed. Yeah, people but say, it's just oh, he's hard. a comedian. Yeah, it's just as hard to be funny and yeah. actually funny than it, than it is and to, comedic to timing yeah he yeah. has really good he still gets to use his comedic timing in this film um i think the writing was very uh, in terms of plotting like the plot to me was very fresh um i like i said like i was engrossed i w- it was over two hours and often in 2019 i've been complaining um that two hours feels too long in this film it was like two hours and maybe 10 minutes i think i it flew by yeah like i wasn't checking my clock at all so for me it's definitely a see it wow. of course with some you know yeah this might not be your cup of tea of oh, yeah um, and, and know what you're expect like know yeah. what, what to expect going into it in terms of uh, this is not an adam sandler movie as you and i'm gonna know. say don't ruin it for yeah. the audience don't get high and go in and laugh at Adam Sandler being a serious actor because it's theater it's rude. theater etiquette is going down the drain because in in my show movie this week there was still some things where I was like just like enough it like makes enough you, is enough like the guy had a super obnoxious laugh yeah and was laughing at times where like that's like it was like he was laughing because Adam Sandler was acting yeah you know what I mean yeah like, yeah which is not yeah. I don't know. So you're not in your living room, which is what the big thing like. that you have to realize when you step outside. But there's so many people, I so many people that you interact with that are that are like that, where they don't care. They just treat everything like you're in your, your living yeah. room. But that's not. You have to be considerate to other people around you. They saved two rows. They were talking really loud at the beginning of the movie. Yeah. If you listen to the show and you happen to have been, um. At the screening room on Saturday at a 6.40 showing, I'm calling you out. Yeah, right well, now. <laughs> no, I, I hope someone at one point in time calls them out because it's, um, I, I think certain behaviors never get corrected and that's why people continue to yeah. do things. The, no one corrects their behavior. So you got, you know, stop it. If you yeah. are listening and you're those people, don't don't treat it like you're Like if you're, you're going to do that, go to the 10 o'clock showing. Yeah. Like. Yeah, for sure. Come on. Me, my fiance and all the old people. Yeah. Don't want to hear your Go to a midnight laughter. screaming of the room. That's the whole point. I think that was like the <laughs> like attitude they had, yeah, I yeah. think, going into it. Yeah, no. Um, that's annoying. Whereas, I'll say this is a serious movie. Yeah. Um, and, and there's lots of other examples of Adam Sandler, like, acting very well. Even, even in comedies. Like, I think the movie Funny People was the first time I ever saw him in something where I went, this guy can act. Like, it's a comedy, punch but it's still love. drama. Yep, Punch Drunk Love. That's another one. Um, and I would even say The Wedding Singer, even though it's a rom-com. For sure. No, but he does a great job. He's got a lot like, of heart. Yeah, he's yeah. got a lot of heart in 50 First Dates. Yep. Um, another good one. So I think give give him a chance, but don't go in. You know what they were treating it like? It was a meme. Yeah. They were instantly, like, already memeing the yeah. the scenes. Yeah. Like, I could. Trying to create comedy when there isn't and trying to be funny and, like, yeah. 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 Like, oh, we're watching this ironically. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'm completely off the mark and maybe the guy just thought it was funny and has an obnoxious laugh. But, like, it just. Yeah. Too it much. was. It kind of set me on edge. 
which makes sense. Yeah. Um, but otherwise, it's a see it for you, Frank. Hi, James. Yeah, wow. interesting. I don't know a lot about the Schaefer brothers. I think that's how you yeah. say the name yeah. of the directors. The directors, yeah. Um, but I I thought it was an interesting movie, and they made interesting choices, and Great. I think it paid off. So Great. yeah, go see it. There you go. Um, so the next film is is I saw nineteen seventeen. I'm so jealous. Well, um, you know, it's it's probably the film that's getting the most buzz, especially after winning the Golden Globes. Yes. And, you know, they've been really pushing, like, you have to see this on a yeah. big, big screen. screen. Um, and which which I can say 100% is, is true. I, I thought 1917 was a very immersive film experience, was definitely a it, – it's a war movie, and it's also a drama. Like, it's a straight-up drama. Like, with any good drama, there's always mixes of other things, comedy right. and action and things in there, which it does. But it is a re, as realistic as you're going to get – retelling of what it would have been like to be in world war one based on stories from someone who fought in the war being in the trenches 100 percent. the trenches are huge a huge role in this and you're essentially following two characters as they go along this mission as you know in the trailer um i'm not going to spoil anything else because there's so much that happens from the minute that they embark on this mission things start to happen um but from what people know from the trailers and and from what is public that is essentially the plot. It is right. It is these two people have to travel into enemy lines, across enemy lines, sort of, because they're, they have – the Germans have retreated. Right. Um, but things are still contentious in this area, so it's not exactly 100% safe. So these two characters have to cross no man's land, which is this area between the front line, between the German trenches and um, what was the, technically the British trenches, but even though there were other – it's mainly following British soldiers, so it's mainly British. Um, and it's about them having to cross vast different t- territories to get a message uh, across to this company that's going to launch an attack, but it's it's a trap. So um, what is very interesting about this this movie is that the cinematography, like we talked about, basically treats it as if it's one shot. There is one blackout moment in the film very well used and it makes sense once you get into the film why they did it this way but otherwise you the camera essentially as if it's a person follows these people on their journey and you feel like you're just the camera right to the point where let's say there's a gunfight or that you're you're sneaking around a corner the camera only sees what the character is about to see and you're kind of half a step behind right. them. So it's just as if you're following these two guys and you peek your head around the corner. So it doesn't really cheat too much mm-hmm. where you get like these wide shots. You do get wide shots of landscape, but only when it makes sense, like right. when you can actually see. But otherwise, you only have a sense of your surroundings based upon what these characters really can close, see. Very close. Tight shots. Which can be... Hard for people, which I, I would understand. Yeah, I could 100% understand why someone would leave this movie feeling a sense of discomfort. Right. I think that's kind of the point of the movie. War is not great, people. No, and that's I think that's the point that this movie's trying to make. And it does take it very, very seriously. Good. Um, there are two or three larger action standpoints, but again, 
those action sequences are really only to get characters from point A to point B, right. and, and they sort of explain why. And it's war, and there mm-hmm. would have been yeah, and they're, they're they're talking about a battle, like the, the, a battle is happening. But for the most part, you follow these two characters. And one of the criticisms I heard about this movie was that it's not a character piece; it's more of a of a journey of war. This is 100% a character piece. I don't know what that – I didn't even read the whole thing. I don't know what they're talking about. You get to know these characters. Now, not everything is bluntly said, but by their interaction with each other, by them talking, by the interacting with a lot of other people. There's a lot of cameos in this movie. So you got the famous – the big famous actors all cameo. And you recognize all of them. You meet this general. You meet this soldier. You meet this person. You can recognize all of them. But the two leads are relatively unknown younger actors. One of the, the one who has they're going to the brother. Yes. Like the, the brother. Yes. He was in Blinded by the Light, the Bruce Bruce oh, movie. Oh, was he? Okay, yeah, there you he go. He plays like the buddy. Yeah, that's so awesome. it's funny that yeah. he. Yeah. Good Bo- for him. Both of them do a fantastic job. Um, and I, I think it's a disservice to say this movie lacks character development because all you have is character development and this this mission. Yeah, you're following the plot's two simple people. and it's simple in a really good way. Um, and you don't get over shown by like again from the trailer, you know that the, Colin Firth is in this, yep. Benedict Cumberbatch is yep. in this, um, Stanley Tucci is in this, huh. um, and they all have fantastic cameos and and moments. Where sorry, not Stanley Tucci. I just confused him with yeah, someone. Like, else. Oh, sorry, it's not Stanley so Tucci. Weird. He looks like Stanley Tucci, but it's not. It's the guy who was in the Kingsman films who plays the kind of like um, M M. I'm gonna set you up with your equipment sort of person. Oh, I don't know. Um, he's been in a bunch of movies. British, obviously. He is British. Um, I I he just looks so much like Stanley Tucci, but that's not that's not who it is. Mark Strong. That's his can name. Can you Mark put Strong. up a picture just sure. so that I can? I'm sure you've seen Mark Strong in things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like a younger Stanley Yeah, Stanley. exactly. A younger Stanley Stewart. So Mark Strong, Benedict Cumberbatch, Colin Firth, they all have their, like, cameo moments, right. which is similar to to Saving Private Ryan, where you have your mission and the soldiers go off and they meet up with different troops right. along the way after, like, things happen. This, the same sort of thing happens. That It's not all action, action, tension, tension. There are relieving moments, which mm-hmm. is good. Um, but you really do have that sense that like no one's safe in oh. this world, which which is very different than action movies, which often, you know, my heroes are safe. Yeah. No one's safe in this movie. It's it's very much at the front line of war. Um, also, there is another character. I don't I don't I can't say who it is because it kind of spoils it, but another somewhat famous younger actor, but somewhat famous. Um, so, again, you you recognize some people along the way, but all in all, I was very satisfied with this movie. Deserves all of its oh, praise. Because at first, when you were saying, "Oh, this movie's getting so much buzz," I thought, "Oh no, he's gonna say no, it no, it does. It, he, it does deserve it." I guess my warning is: is my theater was also pretty packed. I had to go out to like the Cineplex, to, right. like, the big theater, to see it. But but I could understand the discomfort. You could sense the tension in the audience, right. and even the some moments where like I laughed. Other people didn't because they didn't know if it was okay to. Right. You know when you get in that immersive dramatic, like the is it okay to like laugh? Yes. Yeah, because there are there's <laughs> been comedic, there. There's comedic timing. The yeah. two young actors are are, I mean, at, at most 17, 18 years old. Like that's who the characters are. So they're gonna make jokes. They're gonna, they're gonna tell stories and be goofy. Just because it's wartime doesn't mean that they didn't stop being human. And I think this this movie shows that this movie really humanizes mm-hmm. all of this 
this war that happened so long ago and and really throws you in there like it right. it's it, right from the beginning it's it's a really interesting world and and after a while you don't the camera doesn't bother you that it's just continual one shot you just get immersed in the experience which is great so yeah it's it's a see it for me for sure i am blown away by the cinematography i think that if it doesn't win an award but then again, I thought that about Cold War and was wrong. So <laughs> what do I know? Um, but a really well done film. Probably editing. Um, you think it yeah, would Yeah, editing. Get... Editing. Yeah, cause just because to make it look like, like one some of shot the, like, is the, tough. The technical. Mm-hmm. I would think the technicals. And, uh, you know, I to me, it it's my front runner for best picture just because oh. I think it was very good. And but, like all around good. Yeah, I thought the movie was all around good. I. Th- on, like we're talking about like nitpicky there's very tiny things i guess i could nitpick about the film but most of that would be personal preference i don't right. think mechanically i don't think there was anything damaging or wrong or weird or off-putting in this film i thought it was just a very well done great. movie with two very solid actors with a lot of great action sequences lots of great things the camera work was phenomenal the choices that the director made as to what to show and when to show right. and for how long were very good, but I do I do need to make that warning. Like, it's this movie would not be for everyone. Um, you know, there there are certain visual aspects of war that bother people. Do you see a dead horse? Yes. Yeah. Classic mm-hmm. World War One movie yeah. trope. And 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 frankly, if if that's something you do, that you don't like, the per the person that I brought with me was not a fan of that. Yeah. And that can discourage you from the rest of the movie. And oh, that's yeah. fair. Like, that's not that's not for me to say that's right or wrong. It's just it, that, that type of stuff on film doesn't bother me. But you should know yourself before going into it. Anytime Dan sees a movie where a dog dies or is hurt mm-hmm. or is threatened violence, he immediately discounts that and whole movie. I, I will say I don't think this is a Dan movie. Does, does a dog die? Well, I don't want to. No, that no. From what I see, no, that dog doesn't die. But from what you've described yeah. and, and his not liking straight up dramas, which this, I don't think this yeah. is a Dan movie. And it is very immersive, and it does throw you in it. And even for someone like me, who one hundred percent disconnects from film and doesn't believe what he sees, you because were uncomfortable? I yeah, there were times where I was like, this is tense. Funny like how we both tension. watched very tense yeah. movies that are yeah. very different. Yeah, very different. So yeah. this week, lots of drama, yeah. lots of tension. Maybe next week it will be something else. Hopefully we'll watch a comedy. <laughs> yeah. But I will say 1917 for me is a see it. Great. It's, it's well worth the hype and definitely, definitely see it on the big screen. Um, sound to me is more important in this movie than anything. Don't worry about 3D. You don't have to see it in 3D. Oh. There's nothing for this 3D movie in 3D. ruins... Why are they showing it in 3D? Oh yeah, but but sound. Like I went to the the Ultra VX, which is like set intense sound. Right. Go see it in a good, really intense sound for for theater so because that's Cineplex. gonna yeah a Cineplex something where the sound can just hit you and punch you because it's the sound in this movie that makes it hmm. so cool. All right. So there you go. That's 1917. That's a see it and uncut gems. A see it. A see it. So now we're going to reveal, uh, to Taylor at least, because everyone else knows what's been nominated. <laughs> it was a very busy day we're gonna work. We're going to spend the rest of the show breaking down the Oscars, and we're going to talk about these nominations. So first and foremost, we're going to start with actor in a leading role, just because alphabetically we're going to go in the order that this list is. Also, the Oscars are earlier than I thought. Sunday, February 9th. February 9th? Yeah, which Hurry is... Hurry up and get me that invite to the... Yeah, this is way earlier than I thought. <laughs> Time um, to open the voting. So next, so next <laughs> week, everybody, 
Um, we will be opening our <laughs> Oscars poll this year. Um, but I completely, I thought it was at the, it's usually at the end of the month. Last year, it was the day before the NHL's trade deadline. Yeah, you had a crazy week. had a crazy week, You had three days where you were... Up late all day. Yeah, guacamole (laughs) everywhere. Like, it was not... I basically, all the weight I had lost from squash, I gained back that weekend. And you'll do the same. I'm going to do the same thing (laughs) this year. But but at least it's a little more separated. It's, It's further apart. So, actor in a leading role, Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory. Not surprised. Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, huh. Adam Driver, Marriage Story, Joaquin Phoenix, Joker, Jonathan Price, The Two Popes. So, to me, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood's Leonardo DiCaprio is a bit of a surprise for me. Not that he he's a great actor. I just wouldn't have put him in there over Taron Egerton, being like that's one of the others I could think of. And also the fact that Robert De Niro is not on this list. I'm obvi- I'm biased. I'm very happy that my King of Summer, Leo, was nominated. Yes. And even though I had a lot of problems with that movie, his performance was not. Oh, one I think of them. the acting in that movie yeah. is its its best part for sure. So I'm happy he was nominated. I am a little bit surprised considering that. Well, I guess people still consider Quentin Tarantino like a prestige filmmaker. Yes. So I guess it's not surprising in that sense. Otherwise, I'd say it's. Aside from being, again, like, very white, it mm-hmm. is, like, a very – I am I think they've done, like, a best of of 2019. Yeah, like, I, I mean, I haven't seen Pain and Glory or The Two Popes yet, but um, I've heard nothing but amazing things about Antonio Banderas' performance. So that's something that I'm looking forward to, and apparently The Two Popes is quite good. I've heard – it's been recommended to me. It's been – it's been recommended and also, like – not recommended. It's on Netflix now, so it's so I, yeah, I'm gonna. Um, but I I can't disagree with Joaquin Phoenix and Adam Driver being in there. I'm just to me, Taron Egerton, it's a snub because it is every bit as good as Rami Malek's performance as Freddie Mercury. Any one, it's better. Yeah, it's if, if not better. better. Yeah, every bit as good, if not better. And this just proves that people just love Queen and they didn't really watch the movie or pay attention. And maybe they don't like Elton John. In unpopular opinion, I think Elton John's better than Queen. I like I'd, Elton John's I'd music much, way better yeah, than I'd Queen. I'd much for rather sure. listen to an you Elton You know what's John really album. funny about Queen? And I was thinking about this today when, when the nominations came out. Is Queen's whole thing in the movie was like, we're for the freaks and weirdos in the back bobbing their heads. Yet everybody loves them. So you're actually not. Elton's for the weirdos. Yeah, Elton John is way more for the like di- people who are different than Queen. Yeah. But anyway, whatever. whatever. That movie was clearly written by themselves. <laughs> I still can't get over that like, oh, you want to keep partying? No, we're going to go home to our wives. No, you didn't. You didn't. I promise you, you, you didn't go home. You probably the baby to the party. Oh, yeah. But yeah, there's no way. Anyway, and it's moving on. I guess, I mean... I don't know the behind the scenes, but Elton John was very involved with his biopic. But I thought he gave a more balanced, nuanced. That was it was a more balanced movie. It was a better movie. And again, I had some problems with some of the musical numbers and how they were done. But still, it was still a well put together movie. Yeah. And hey, I liked I liked um, Bohemian Rhapsody way better than I thought I would. No, but, I enjoyed but it. But Rocket Man is a superior film to it. I agree. So so if you're gonna nominate Rami Malek. Then you should have nominated, and that Taren to me is a straight up snub. Now again, I will see the two popes, and I will see Pain and Glory, and maybe it'll just be like, 
oh, like how would you fit them in? But to me, even even Robert De Niro in The Irishman and Taron Egerton and Rocket Man, I would have put them over Leonardo DiCaprio just because his performance was good, but I didn't think it was groundbreaking. Right. Whereas I thought those performances were were quite groundbreaking, and they they showed really strong nuance in their mm-hmm. performances. So, there you go. Actor in a supporting role: Tom Hanks, A Beautiful Day in the yeah, Neighborhood. Yeah, that's not surprising. Anthony Hopkins for the Two Popes. He looks. I saw a screenshot. Or a, a cap. He's looking good. Yeah. No, he's he's hanging in there. Uh, Al Pacino for The Irishman. Yeah. Joe Pesci for The Irishman. And Brad Pitt, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Pretty stacked category here. Yeah. Um, again, Irishman, great performances. Still, those two actors. They cancel each other out, They right? do. That's what I think in terms of voting. So really, it's Tom Hanks, Anthony Hopkins, or Brad Pitt. But um, I just think that's normally how voting goes is they cancel each other out. My question is, you saw It's a Wonderful Day in the Neighborhood. I did. Is Tom Hanks just doing his Tom Hanks thing? No. Because if he's just doing his Tom Hanks thing, then I... You know how he's like, he's the nice guy. Yeah, no, no, no. Tom, he, he does a great job. Tom okay. Hanks, this is one of those acting performances that is in the top of Tom Hanks' list okay. of acting performances, Fair. as far as I'm concerned. He really embodies the spirit now, again, he already embodies the spirit of, of uh, Mr. Rogers anyway, as you're bringing yes. up. That is who Tom yep. Hanks is. It's perfect casting for that reason. But I, I will say it's it's quite good. It has some real strong subtlety, but it is very subtle. Like okay. the, the nuance that he has in this role is very, very subtle. To the last frame of the movie has a subtle moment that's a nod to something that was brought up earlier. And it's very tiny. And if you weren't paying attention, you'd miss it. But it was really superb acting for him okay, so this enough. is well deserved i don't think he'll win though but it because is because when you're looking at you know brad pitt who is so great mm-hmm. um anthony hopkins yeah phenomenal actor oh all five of these actors are great i mean yeah. this is is this not if you took the last 20 years wouldn't all five of these actors be brought up of like amazing performances maybe because joe pesci and al pacino are older you can go back but but anthony hopkins tom hanks brad pitt joe pesci and al pacino like that's that's a who's who of great actors so this this category is tough um and i don't know if there was a necessarily a supporting actor snub from this but yeah i i agree it's gonna be i don't think tom hanks will win like look at the competition here but uh i don't know maybe a top maybe this category is just a toss-up i don't know who knows yeah um actress in a leading role uh, Cynthia Erivo for Harriet, Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, her first of two nominations, Saoirse Ronan for Little Women, Charlize Theron for Bombshell, and Renee Zellweger for Judy. <laughs> now, this Judy's category, back. this Judy's category, back. I, okay, having just recently watched The Farewell, this upsets, is the only acting category that upsets me as much as, as lead actor because, okay, I haven't seen Harriet. I hear yeah, it's good. It may be phenomenal. I, I don't hear know. it's good. But Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story, that's a bit of a stretch for me, even though I've, I'm not as hated of Scarlett Johansson as you are. It's a bit of a stretch. Saoirse Ronan, Little Women, I won't disagree with. Very good. Great. She gave a beautiful performance. Haven't seen Bombshell. But Judy, what is going on? Because I saw, like, did I see a different movie than everybody else? Because I don't see what, what the Golden Globes and the Oscars are seeing. Here. I think it's it's just, it's that Oscar, it's that industry movie you know 
Judy's yes, one is. of theirs. Yeah. It's a biopic. And people Renee Zellweger's love, big comeback. Yeah, people love a biopic. People love old Hollywood, even yeah. though this is taking place in the 60s. Yeah. Everyone likes a comeback kid. Yeah. So I'm not surprised. I'm not surprised, but also it's like, what? Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know anyone who's seen it. It was only at the screening room for one week. Like... <laughs> It's not. I. It's not good. I mean, it's fine. I, I shouldn't say it's not good. It's just the more. This is one of those films that the more hype it gets, the less I like it. Right. Just right. because I just don't think it's deserved. But anyway, point is, is I think Aquafina should have been in this category, and I, I don't see so. why you could move some things around because Scarlett Johansson's performance in Marriage Story is not that good. I haven't seen Bombshell. That's on my list next. But Bombshell, I've got to see next because there's a lot of nominations for it. But, uh, yeah, I, I don't know what's going Sometimes on Sometimes I feel like the Academy is just lazy and they pick <laughs> actors that they pick, like, okay, they're playing a real person so we can compare it to the real person and we can tell if they were acting This or is not. true. No, it, I, I think that's sometimes. I've, I will 100% think that's that the people in the Academy sometimes vote based on, oh, I know that name. Yeah. But. Like, oh, Tom Hanks. That's a recognizable actor, and he's playing a recognizable, beloved character. Mm. Let's see how good. And then I, I think, honestly, I think that's why Rami won yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. I'm, I th- feel like I'm taking crazy pills. I did not think his performance was that amazing. I think his dentures, his dental inserts did more acting than he did. <laughs> yeah. So He, he has kind of dead eyes when he performs, yeah. Rami Malek does. Like, his eyes don't do a lot of work, which is kind of like a weird nitpicky thing but but it is something i've noticed tyra banks will tell rule number one of modeling is you got to use your eyes so it's the same with acting but anyways yeah i don't know i think they just pick real life they like a biopic right in my opinion so anyways let's go actresses actresses supporting role role. kathy bates for the richard jewell movie which is the one that you hadn't heard of but (laughs) i've heard nothing but good things about it laura dern for marriage story can't disagree there. Scarlett Johansson for Jojo Rabbit. No. Um, With her fake German accent. No. <laughs> Florence Pugh for Little Women. Yes. 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 And Margot Robbie for Bombshell. Again, another Bombshell nomination, um, which is a movie that, that I'm looking forward to seeing Florence next. Florence Pugh. Is that how you say it? Yeah, Pugh. Pugh. Like Florence a, Pugh, like Pewy. Um, or like a church pew. Fair. That makes more sense. Yeah. Um, in my opinion... That's who I would. She oh, was. I thought she was the best of the little women. But yeah, me too. Yeah, I thought she was a standout. Phenomenal. I would definitely give it. To, now, you haven't seen Marriage Story, have you? No, but like Laura Dern, whatever. But she was re- Laura Dern. I, I'm I'm the same way about Laura Dern. I'm usually like Laura Dern, whatever. She was really good in Marriage. Her. I yeah, take her leave her. she was really good in Marriage Story though. Like it, like phenomenal. I'm mad that Scarlett Johansson. Yeah, for Jojo Rabbit, that's interesting. She has two – Scarlett Johansson, the, you don't – you hate her. And she's nominated for both acting roles. I don't nominated. get it. It's like we need to get – we need to give Jojo Rabbit a nomination. So yeah, let's what nominate a, Scarlett. You know, why – I mean, we'll we'll go through it. But why isn't it nominated for other things? I mean, it is for a few things. But like Jojo Rabbit, like that's the point I was trying to make is Mare's Story, Jojo Rabbit, Little Women, Bombshell, 1917, um, Joker – and the Irishman are like the seven movies that have the have a bunch of nominations. Right, the and most you, combined. Yeah, and you only have a few movies getting those random. Like Richard Jewell has like one nomination Judy. here. Judy has a nomination here. But it it it's interesting to me that there aren't those Mary Queen of Scots right. or even Spotlight that won Best Picture when it really didn't win anything right. else. 
it's the you know it gets nominated for one or two little mm-hmm. things it's actually like heavy to to six or seven films i think it's a snub that and we talked about this for the golden globes that and i can never say his name Taki, taika waititi taika waititi the director and and actor i yeah. think it's a snub he didn't get nominated for best supporting actor. yeah you were saying that yeah because he did such a good job like oh my gosh he plays hitler but he does it so well yeah yeah like hello the producers is super popular and mm-hmm. that's about great so producers anyways um, so we'll quickly run through another a couple of things just to kind of point out. So cinematography, the nominees are The Irishman, Joker, The Lighthouse, 1917, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. So it's interesting to me. So that's where I think that's The Lighthouse's only nomination. Maybe it's got one writing nomination. Um, but it doesn't have a lot. And then again, it's the same. It's The Irishman, Joker, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. It's the, the movie same. – the- Movies I had a problem with, you know, I had a problem with Joker, but mm-hmm. I loved the cinematography. Yes. Had a lot of problems with The Lighthouse, loved the cinematography. Had a lot of problems with Once, a Time, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, loved the cinematography. And the cinematography in 1917 and The Irishman Which, are yeah. quite strong, so. So, no complaints. Yeah. Uh, costume design, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah, I agree. Although the only one I kind of I haven't seen the Irishman, but I'm like they're just wearing suits, just suits and clothes. Yeah, it's, just... it's kind of like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, though. Like I know it's era stuff, but it, it's my similar when Len La La Land was nominated for best costumes. Like they're for just wearing a yellow clothes. Dress. Yeah, like it's just clothing. Um, but the other ones, yeah, Jojo like, Rabbit, Jojo Rabbit, really good, Joker, Little Women, for sure. Um, I think, yeah, I thought the costuming of Little Women was great. Little Women will probably win because it normally goes to, like, a period, period Yes, piece. normally, yeah. Um, so the Best Director nominees are Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Todd Phillips for The Joker, oh. I know, Sam Mendes for 1917, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bong Joon-ho for Parasite. Not surprised. <laughs> yeah, sorry. I usually barely bail you out by talking, but yeah. I just sort of watched you yawn. Um, I mean, I think I think Sam Mendes should win this per- personally, but I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what um, I don't know what's going to else be taken into account here. But I just think, by way of strong directing, that Joker doesn't deserve it i don't think the direction was particularly strong and i think my similar feelings to, to little women even though i liked little women a lot a lot more than the joker there were clear directing errors in my mind in both yeah, those things films. that i wouldn't have done i we should take a moment to know obviously you know the lack of diversity mm-hmm. um there is a lot of upset about the lack of female director there's none there's not a single one right it's there's five. not a sing- there's not a single one and even in the movies nominated in other categories there are very few female directors yeah. like little women has greta gerwig um, i don't think greta deserved a nomination no, neither do so I. that's that's mm. whatever but the farewell was directed by a woman mm-hmm. um i believe harriet harriet has a female director by a woman i believe it's a pair Maybe I'm confusing with them. What i'm trying to say is there are uh hustlers was directed by a woman i believe mm-hmm. um there were female-led films that I think could have been nominated. Yes. Yeah. No, I, I definitely agree with that 
for sure. Like the farewell. Why did the farewell not? Get I out? don't know why the farewell isn't represented here a lot because it was a great movie. I don't know. Um, the last category that we're just going to go through today because we're better at the time is just go through the best picture nominations. So remember, you can have up to ten, and this all has to do with like their their strange way of voting. But you got Ford v Ferrari nominated <laughs> for best picture. There's Good your old random Christian Bale. There's your random throw in there. The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. So again, th- this is kind of the th- these films are the ones that are splitting most of the awards like again Ford Free Ferrari is the only random one in there but if you go through the nominees the Irishman Jojo Rabbit Joker Little Women Marriage Story 1917 Once Upon a Time in Hollywood and Parasite have most of the nominations right. that's was kind of the point I was trying to bring up before is like it seems really heavily to five or six movies mm-hmm. which in past years I think it's more widespread there's lots of like, oh one nomination here right. one here but there's less of that so who where I mean, we don't have a lot of time, but where are you leaning towards winning? Well, where, what, what do I, you wish would win and what do you think <laughs> will win? Wish will win 1917. Got it. Because I do think of this list, it, it should be up there. Again, like I think it was clear that Parasite has, has struck a chord with a lot of people. So it's probably up there as well. I don't think the Irishman or Jojo Rabbit just has enough buzz right now. I... I think Joker has a real shot at winning, which would suck because I don't think it deserves it. But I do think 1917 is both my pick and it's probably what I think will win. Okay. But I do think the Joker is not too far behind. And I won't be sh- – I mean I'll be shocked, but I won't be shocked if they win. I just will disagree heavily if Joker wins. Right. What about you? Do you have any thoughts on it? I try to like – I best picture is kind of a cursed category because yeah, you know. think about it – you know, the movies you wish would win don't win. And normally the movies that end up winning are the ones that you don't even remember 10 yes. years from now. Yeah, like Green, sure. Book Green Book winning. Yeah. Right? Well, you won't remember it. Um, So maybe an unremarkable movie is going to win this year. I don't know. I'm leaning towards hoping Jojo Rabbit wins. Mm. Um, Maybe that. And again, maybe that's what happened with the voting is like Jojo Rabbit wins best picture and. Not really nothing else, but that's its big win. That has yeah. happened. Spotlight, like the film I kept bringing up, Spotlight was nominated for a few other things, but really just one best picture. Right. Um, I haven't seen 1917 yet, so um, that may be my best pick once I see it, like my wish mm-hmm. pick. Um, but right now I'm going to say Jojo Rabbit and what I think will win the joker yeah i know i think the joker is gonna win that's what i'm getting the feeling too because i think like i think parasite will win best foreign language film so they won't feel the need and like one over here i'd be happy best direction best original screen it's gonna get all those other ones yeah it's gonna get big wins so they're not gonna feel they need to honor parasite but i just think that like i don't know i i think they're gonna it might be joker for everything that was done and i uh i think that's a big mistake but here we are Truth and time will pass. So it looks like next week we will probably launch our uh, our Oscars poll this year, and we'll go through the rules for that next week because they're only a few weeks away, and I didn't <laughs> Who <knew>? realize it. <laughs> Who knew? Um, but thank you so much for for tuning in and and watch for us next week. Go see some movies.